Welcome to Dirty Parts, the show that fearlessly explores the provocative, taboo, and downright weird stuff in literature, art, and film. I'm your host, Brie Pitts, and I'll be your tour guide on this unconventional journey into the heart of creativity, unraveling captivating stories, and investigating the complex relationship between pop culture, curiosity, and the allure of the strange and unusual. To understand the romance genre, we need to understand the three most important elements that create a compelling love story. According to Blake Snyder, author of Save the Cat, who famously broke three-act structure into 15-story beats, he believed, and quite rightfully so, all love stories require three essential elements. And I agree with him, except for one thing. Um, Actually, I added another element at the end, so if you stick around, you'll be able to figure out what that is. Um, I think he missed something really important, actually. It's almost criminal. It's, It's actually almost criminal. Is he still alive? He's not dead, is he? Should I Google that? Let's let's Google that. Is Blake Snyder alive? Mm-hmm. In typical brief fashion, we never stay on topic. Let's see. Blake Snyder. Blake Snyder. I don't know why I think he's dead. Is he dead? Let me see. No, <laughs> he's not even close. He's 51. Jesus, Brie. Why did, why did I think that? Oh, he wrote Blank Check? I fucking love that movie. That was Oh my God, I love Blank Check. That was one of my favorites when I was a little kid. Stop or my mom will shoot. Ooh, who's in that? Oh, God, it has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. And he's the guy that we're listening to? Oh, well, it is what it is. He's not wrong. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's not, he's not wrong. Uh, he has a really great book. Um, Save the Cat. I, I love it. It's great for screenwriters. He also has a, a novel version, which I've been uh, reading. I'm still in the, the midst of unraveling its contents. Or just reading. I just, I, I, I get so flowery with my language sometimes. I, I, I'm in the midst of reading his Save the Cat the like the novel version of that and in particular i'm looking at the structure that he's identified identified for love stories because that's what this month is all about for me i'm looking at the love story genre the romance genre and i'd like to get you know other perspectives um about what makes this genre work or like what 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 is the the structure of it and so in Blake Snyder's Save the Cat uh, book, which if you're not familiar with it, you can also check, I, I probably have something in the, the description box uh, with like a link to the novel and just to, but just, just to help those who might not be f- familiar with him. He basically took the, like the traditional three act structure and broke it down into 15 story beats. And it's what a, a lot of us, us being like, writers uh, use to create a beat sheet. Um, And if you're like, what is a beat sheet? I'll probably drop that in the video too. So I'm not trying to um, literally explain everything, but mostly because it's hard to explain things that, you know, I find like it's hard to explain things that you do and don't really give any thought (laughs) about. Like if someone were to ask you like now, like, well, what exactly is that? Um, because a beat sheet, I think sometimes gets confused with like an, creating an outline and they're not the same thing. What you would do, 
in Hollywood. Uh, sometimes they'll create like a, a treatment, they'll create a beat sheet, they'll create an outline. And then finally, maybe you can write something. Um, I think in terms of like, for novelists, because we're just focusing on those who are trying to write a book. That's what I'm trying to focus on uh, doing. Just look at a beat sheet as the foundation of your entire story. It's not quite an outline because an outline really, it'll flesh out the beats. The beats are just like the, the, the I was going to say story beats, but like it's, it's a story structure. It's a story structure for you. Um, let me, let me, let me get like, help me, help me Google explain this. A beat sheet will just literally tell you like, okay, this is the inciting in incident or, or catalyst. Like this is the moment in the story that really, um, sets the story into motion. Uh, this is the beginning of act one or end of act one. This is the midpoint. Uh, this is the climax of the story. Like it just gives you, um, it gives you a roadmap, but, but the roadmap is literally just, Hey, we're going to stop here. We're going to stop here. We're going to stop here. It doesn't say, uh, too much about like, Hey, while we're in Albuquerque, these are all of the things we're, we're going to do. Um, it might just be like a short summary, like one sen sentence of like, hey, while we're, I don't know why I use Albuquerque, maybe because of Bugs Bunny. Um, but yeah, it's just, if, if you're if you're at all confused by this, I have a podcast episode all about beat sheets. Um, and I also have it in the description box. You can see like a, a guideline or like an, an example of what a beat sheet looks like. So let's get back to... Uh, the whole point of this video, which is not beat sheets, because that's like a whole other, whole other thing. Uh, we're talking love stories. Let's just talk uh, love stories and the three most important elements that every love story needs to have. So, okay. So number one, an incomplete hero. I am reading Pride and Prejudice right now. And Elizabeth Bennet is 100% like the perfect incomplete hero almost to the point where I'm starting to question whether or not she's the villain. Um, she, I'm like at this part in the, in the book where uh, her friend uh, Charlotte Lucas gets engaged to, um, if you're familiar with the story, I don't, I don't know if this like resonates at all, but her friend gets engaged um, to the man who's also her cousin, who literally had just proposed to her three days prior. She has no interest in this man who's also her cousin. Um, and so he just moves on very quickly to her friend. And she's like low-key petty and like weirded out by it. Um, and her mom is just like outright rude. I don't know. But there's like, I'm seeing other sides to the character of Elizabeth Bennet. Um, in particularly, in particularly, well, that's not even a word. In particular, uh, her flaw, her flaw of being prejudiced. I mean, in the title of the book but um yeah so we have an incomplete hero well, let's keep it going uh a counterpart the counterpart is your love interest so in Pride and Prejudice that's Mr. Darcy in another romance novel let's say it's Gone with the Wind it's uh fuck who's the guy in Gone with the Wind I mean there's Scarlet oh oh god what is what is that guy's name something oh was it red let's see Scarlet oh mm. let's look it up Gone with the wind. I can't believe I just used an example and I don't know the dude's name. Gone with the wind. Okay. Mm -hmm -hmm. Yeah, who's that guy? Who's that guy? 
Do, do, do. Mm -hmm. Is it like Red Butler? Is it Red Butler? No. Is it? Yes, it is. Is the name of the, is it the name of the character or the name of the actor? I know Vivian Lee is Scarlet. Ooh. No, because Clark Gable is that. Okay, so yeah, it's Red Butler. Jesus. This girl. Um, geez. I'm gonna say geez, because I don't I wanna edit out what I said before. <laughs> um Okay, so you'll have a, a counterpart. Love stories thrive on dynamic uh connections. So Early on in the story, and if you check out my beat sheet, you'll know exactly when this happens. Uh, like you'll have your meet cute moment. Sometimes it's not a meet cute. It might be a meet mean if it's an enemies to lovers type of romance. Uh, but they enter the story pretty pretty early on. You'll be introduced to um, the counterpart. The counterpart being the, the, the love interest. Um, this character, I think this is actually really important to know. Um, in terms of like trying to decide who that love love interest is, um, that love interest needs to. How do I put this? The love interest complements the the protagonist, your like your main character. Uh, he or she or they challenges the the main character and kind of completes the hero or main character. I don't want to say that. Okay, so the love interest is kind of the, the yin to the main character's yang. Um, that's a weird thing to say, but, but essentially they, I don't wanna say they complete them, but kind of, they, they present as a challenge, obviously, because you have to have a story. If they, do, if they weren't a challenge, then you wouldn't have a, a story. And actually I talk about this um, using like the forbidden love trope. Um, as like a, a complication, you need you need to have a have a complication for why these two people aren't together or can't be together, and that's like your act two, FYI. Um, I don't know why I'm saying it like a secret. It's not a secret, but it kind of maybe it is if you don't know that. Number three, a complication. So, no love story is without its hurdles. I read um, this book, Priest, which actually I have a podcast episode about, but I read. Pride and Prejudice as well. I'm in the midst of reading Pride and Prejudice. And quite famously, the, the challenge between the two is in the title. Elizabeth Bennet is very prejudiced of uh, her counterpart, Mr. Darcy, who is very, very wealthy. And he is full of pride. And it's an en enemies to lovers trope in that these two characters meet and do not like each other, even though Mr. Darcy does start liking Elizabeth Bennet. Um, in the first half of the book, she does not like him at all he uh makes a very rude comment to her in the beginning while they're at a dance i think he says that she's like okay looking something like that i can't remember anyway anyway a complication adds uh depth and ten tension actually it helps kind of like raise the stakes which is gonna be most of your act too um it is the, the bulk of your story like what 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 is what is keeping these two people apart that's that's your 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 complication now here's the part that i feel like blake snyder missed in in talking about like what all of the ugh, let me say it again so this is the part that i feel like blake snyder missed and creating like these rules of like what a love story needs 
so he has these three things, an incomplete hero, um, a, a counterpart, and a complication. Awesome. What about genre? What about story conventions? Um, because with, uh, with every genre, whether it's a love story or not, it comes with its own like very specific rules. Like horror, there are, there are very specific rules to horror or a, a murder mystery that you, you need to know about if you're writing a story within that, that genre. And I feel like romance oftentimes gets, I don't say like the short end of the stick, but it kind of gets shit on, you know, I think, I think it, it, it kind of gets shit on as like not being, I mean, it's, it's clearly not, you know, worthy of, of attention the same way that like literary fiction does. Um, and the fact that we call it literary fiction, and then it's like every fucking thing else, I think it's, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. And I'm saying, I'm sorry with all of the F-bombs, but that actually became such a strong uh, advocate of, of romance now that I'm I'm focusing on that genre and like doing this this deep dive into it there are certain uh rules that that come along with romance and different tropes um that the book doesn't quite get into which is okay um that wasn't really the, the goal of of Blake Snyder for, for the save the cat novel but for our sake because I'm assuming you're here because you're trying to write a, a romance novel. Um, we need to know those rules. We need to know those those tropes. And as I mentioned, I, I go into depth uh, in terms of like the beat sheet uh, in my podcast. But let's do this. Let's do this now. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears, and I want us to talk about the romance genre tropes because I actually don't actually get into this in my my podcast for the sake of time let's see here the 13 most common romance tropes that you're going to find within the genre and as i mentioned i did an episode uh, all about uh, forbidden love and so do i have that book here no i don't uh priest which is i think on my desk it is priest is on my desk uh priest is about a priest who breaks his vow of celibacy and it fits into a trope. It fits into the forbidden love trope. All right, let's talk 13 common uh, romance tropes. I'm gonna go through my list here. I'm gonna go boom, 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 just like down the whole thing because 13, now that I think of it, feels like a lot. And we could spend a lot of time on each different thing, uh, but we'll, we have time. We don't have to rush through all of these things. I just want you to be aware of what this is and um, hopefully be able to identify for like the novel that you are writing where like which which trope that does it fit into. I know for myself, uh, number one on the list is uh, enemies to lovers. I am writing within the enemies to lovers trope, although I'm within uh, the <laughs> the paranormal romance genre. So it's like it almost has like levels like levels you can go down like I'm the, the big umbrella genre obviously is romance and then the subgenre would be paranormal romance and then the next uh, layer um, in that like onion of sorts it, it's the story tropes or, or conventions and so so down from paranormal romance uh, I'm focusing on enemies to lovers and if you're not familiar with what that is 
Um, picture two characters who start off hating each other's guts but end up falling over heels. That is this book. That is uh, Pride and Prejudice. That's also this other book that I have here. Uh, do, 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 do. Divine Rivals. Or at least that's what people say. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Actually, it does start off that way. I'm only a couple of chapters in. And so it does feel like it is a it is falling within that that trope of enemies to lovers. Uh, priest, as I mentioned, that's a forbidden love. That's number two on our list as a as a trope. Number two on the common romance tropes list is forbidden love. Now, forbidden love, uh, if you're not familiar with that, which I mean, how can you not? I can, it's kind of in what it says it is. So forbidden love could be like the book Priest where it's between it's, it's a forbidden love story between a priest and his parishioner it could be uh what's another good example of forbidden love mm. uh blah, 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 blah. it could be between like a maybe like a professor and his his or her student um yeah I was I was gonna say age gap but I feel like that's another romance trope age gap I have that on the list number seven age gap um we're gonna just jump to that since I, I mentioned it uh it's as it sounds it's when uh, people from different life chapters decide to give love a shot um and there's like a, a whole yeah love story there despite the the age gap but I feel like it is quite closely related to uh forbidden love in a way but hopefully not in the worst way possible. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not not a huge fan of the age gap. I've seen some uh, book talk girlies who, I mean, they love it. Like it, it has a strong chokehold on them. Not really my thing. Number three on the list. This is my thing. Alpha male slash bad boy. Oh my god. Oh, give me a good bad boy. <laughs> um. So that's like any tough guy. Um. I feel like the whole motorcycle. Thing falls into the bad boy a mafia story would fall into the bad boy trope um the alpha I, because i'm thinking of like paranormal romance you'll often see that i feel like out the alpha trope you see that often in like dark romances and then also within paranormal or romanticy uh stories as well with like werewolves i mean there's so many alpha werewolf type of stories um number four on the list friends with benefits um not a huge fan <laughs> not gonna lie um not a huge fan doesn't really doesn't really do it for me it does it uh, you know um yeah so it's friends who decide to get cozy without the whole relationship label spoiler alert it gets complicated I don't, i'm like so bored by it i'm sorry i'm sorry if that's like the story you're you're writing but that's a that's a whole thing um I wonder if this book is like that. Is this book like that? Let's see. I have a book called Do Your Worst. I don't think it is. Let me check it out again though. Riley Rhodes finally has a chance to turn her family's knack for the supernatural into a legitimate business when she's hired to break the curse on an infamous Scottish castle. Okay, wait, no, no I remember this. No, this is Enemies to Lovers. Here's another example of that. Um, it's kind of the, my favorite romance trope and quite frankly the best. Um, okay, number five billionaire romance so gosh I feel like we see this a lot still in like the dark romance genre um but in my notes I have this imagine a Cinderella story but with a super rich prince 
um what? what the fuck did I write um number five billionaire romance we know what that is right like we've we've seen the billionaire thing I'm kind of exhausted by the billionaire story um think maybe like 50 shades of gray even though 50 shades of gray is also um well no 50 shades of gray is an erotic romance I'm just trying to think if there's another like trope but I think it would probably oh number 10 the dom sub dynamic <laughs> that's yeah let's let's jump to number 10 so bdsm uh that's a trope that's an that's another thing i just gave you an example 50 shades of gray falls into that but it can also fall into the the billionaire romance trope as well kind of like a i guess the cinderella story is a billionaire billionaire romance like yes it's also a fantasy i mean that's the that's the the genre but then the trope Oh my gosh, I never really thought of it that way, but it, it totally is. Um, number six, second chance romance. I wonder if I have any second chance romance books around as an example. I probably don't because I don't like this trope, <laughs> if I'm honest. It's I'm not a I'm not a fan of this trope, but some people are, so like no shade or anything like that. Um it's as it's described, it's it's when uh people have a second chance at at love um maybe with like a i think it's typically with an ex right like an old flame um sometimes it's like ex-husband stories or maybe like um ex high school love something like that yeah you, you know what that is okay number seven uh the age gap romance we went over that number eight paranormal or fantasy romance now, I don't know if I would call this a trope. Um, I have it on my list uh, only because I feel like it's not a trope as much as it's a genre. And I know that can get a little confusing, like the difference between um, genre versus trope. Like a genre, ha I mean, how, how do I describe this? Tropes are what makes a, a genre, if that that makes sense. So if we look at the paranormal or fantasy romance, there are tropes that make that uh, a story genre, which is a fantasy, um, has to have fantasy elements, like it has to have vampires or um, fae, werewolves, like that sort of thing. Um, gosh, I don't know. See, now what, I'm, maybe we should come back to that. Hmm. Is it a genre or is it a story trope? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to answer that. I'd, I'd love for you to answer that. Yeah, let me know what you think. Paranormal or fantasy romance. Is it a genre? Is it a story trope? Is it both? Can things be both? I don't know. You, t you hmm. help, help me. <laughs> help me figure that one out. Okay. Uh, number nine, menage et trois, or a, th a threesome. I, that's, it's on my list. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we need to get into this <laughs> as much. You, you know what it is, right? Uh, number 10, the dom sub dynamic went over that. Number 11, office romance. That's really cute. I love office romance, like a, a Jim and Pam uh, kind of thing. Yeah, if you've never seen The Office, like, what are what are you actually doing with your life? I'm sorry. 
Oh, did one of the lights go out on my wall? Oh no, she did. Okay, I'm gonna have to um, charge that. It's one of those like chargeable touch uh, doojobbies there. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see, where are we on the list? Number 12, fake dating. Also, not a huge fan of fake dating. Some people love it though. This is like, yeah, um, hmm. Makes me question whether or not I even love this genre. I do, I do, by the way, I, I definitely do. Um, fake dating just isn't, it's just not my, it's just not my thing. Um, it's when two people pretend to be dating, you know? And normally, it, I okay, here's my, my thing with it. I always feel like it's a dumb reason. I, I always feel like it's so dumb, um, especially when they're adults, where it's like, oh, I need to, I don't know. But then again, because now I'm thinking, that, like, uh, one, like, fake dating scenario is like, I'm going to a wedding, and I need to have, like, a date to go to the wedding. Can you come to this wedding with me and pretend to be my boyfriend? We've seen those those stories before. And it's still, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Um, but anyway, so they pretend to be dating, and then they fall in love. All right. <laughs> um, sports. I added this because it felt like, um, I think I have that book around here somewhere like icebreaker the tiktok girlies are really into hockey players for some reason i don't get it maybe it's because of that book maybe it's because of the book icebreaker or maybe some other hockey romance books i don't really see it um but i haven't read those books yet so maybe once i do i i will uh feel some type of way can you hear the siren outside my window because naturally, if I'm recording something, we need to have helicopters and someone's car alarm going off. Awesome. Really great. Love that that's happening. Or maybe you can't hear it and I'm, you know, being ridiculous right now. I'm not, though. I'm pretty sure I'm not. Um, so there's other romance tropes. I don't know if I should just wait. <laughs> Is it done? Okay, it's done. Awesome. I don't know if I need to record. I don't know when it started happening. It just like started to register that that, that sound was going off. So I don't know if I need to redo um, anything that I've already done. But we're just going to go with it. We're going to go with it. Um, there are more romance tropes than what I have compiled here today. There aren't just 13. I'm sure there's plenty of more. So if you think of any, uh, please let me know. Drop it in the, the, the comments. And I will continue to update this, this list, this compendium of, of resources for you. And um, let me see what else. I wonder if there's anything else I can think of. Any other tropes that I don't have on the list that I think are really important. Um, is it the pregnancy trope? Is that a trope? Is it a thing? Yeah, it, I'm, not, I'm not into that. <laughs> That's another one. I feel like with a lot of these... Um, romance tropes although that they are are helpful um the ones that you're just not feeling it's okay you could put that aside you know I, I compiled this list most of them are like not uh most of them are just like not my thing um I mean I love a good enemies to lovers story like I love a good bad boy story let's see what else I love um 
obviously paranormal and fantasy romance. I shouldn't say obviously, but I do. I love, I love that. I'm working on uh, a novel within that, that genre. Um, billionaire romance, like sometimes, sometimes that, that can, that can get me. Um, that's kind of it. I'm not really, hmm. Forbidden love. Uh, I think I like forbidden love if it's something where, I guess I only love forbidden, <laughs> to be honest, I think I love forbidden love when it overlaps with the enemies to lovers trope. <laughs> Um, where it's like they can't be together because their parents hate each other. You know, like a Romeo and Juliet kind of kind of thing. But, well, no, maybe it doesn't overlap with that. Like they want to be together, but they can't because their parents are rivals or the family's rivals or something like that. I'm trying to think, have I ever written a, a forbidden love story? I did a mafia one. That's a, I guess it falls into bad boy. Otherwise, I would say that that's a, a trope too. Sometimes that can be like a forbidden love. I've seen like mafia love stories where it's like two rival like mafia families, that, that kind of thing. Oh, I do love my bad boys though. Uh, so yeah, so let's land the plane. Let's land the plane. Um, I typically crash it at the end of this video. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, this was a difficult one to record. Um, mostly because... I was tired <laughs> because I was tired but at, at the same time I felt like I had so much momentum and I've just been recording uh some videos today and, and content and um yeah I hope you like this I hope this is this is helpful if it is can you please um just um maybe like the video <laughs> please like like the video um please like like uh no please like the video if this was helpful to you um yeah, let me know in the comments if there are other tropes that I've missed or tropes that you really, really love. Um, subscribe to the channel. I have a few uh, videos out by the time this releases. Fingers crossed. It, sh it should go according to plan. And then... Also check out... Um, my podcast as well I'm trying to like trying to shift some things here uh the podcast is kind of what you would expect it's I talk about books um and writing in particular I focus on kind of like the dirty parts of books the, the podcast is called dirty parts uh I focus on talking about uh taboo and unconventional topics and yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's just getting started so We'll see, right? Um, is there anything else for us to talk about today? I don't. I don't think so. This was. This was fun. Um, probably gonna cut most of this end part, but I like to have. I kind of bookend my recordings with stuff with me. Um, oh, my bra feels like uncomfortable <laughs> right now. Definitely not putting that part in the, the video.